Good evening, everybody. Welcome to Medic's Mind, the podcast. Thank you so much for coming by. Sincerely appreciate it. Uh, no blog read today. This is just going to be me kind of orating into the microphone, telling you my thoughts about things. And I, I think I have a topic of choice that I'd like to talk about today. What I want to talk about today is bullies. Both the bully of the brain that we have, uh, those of us who are enamored uh, by and anathematized by uh, mental health ailments, uh, and bullies uh, around us, things that can impact us in a negative way. And uh, this is brought to light because, uh, you know, a, a friend of mine um, has kind of gone through something uh, fairly recently. Um, this person's a young, a young girl and uh, has been really brave and really open with the uh, issues that she has faced with uh, mental health. And and she has been very boisterous in how she has uh, came came uh, came out ahead, how she has combated some of the things that she's been through. And when I say boisterous, it's funny because the juxtaposition in knowing her, um, you know, she's a rather kind of soft-spoken, uh, pretty tough, uh, <laughs> tough, tough-spoken person as well. Uh, but um, so she recently has gone through something where uh, you know, online especially, and I'll get to that part as well, but online uh, received some rather heinous and negative uh, comments about uh, something that she's, uh, that she's kind of been, uh, been doing lately. She's been uh, talking about um, her story in the book Brainstorm and, uh, and, and has had some media attention uh, because of that. And, uh, and people have been, uh, well, not people, uh, but this person has been kind of, uh, well, this person's been a cunt, basically. Um, you know, I was going to try and get away from using that word, but uh, it just, it really seemed to fit this situation pretty well. Uh, and, and I think this also fits this because if I, if I ever got a chance to meet this person, this person that was doing these things, I believe this is what I would say. Why are you the way that you are? Honestly, every time I try to do something fun or exciting, you make it not that way. I hate so much about the things that you choose to be. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, so what do we do? How do we, how do we combat uh, that? Both the bully of the brain and, and the bullies around us. How do we combat the potential negative impacts of somebody else that, that could harm us? Um, and I, I, I think basically what it boils down to, um, is how, how much of what they do, we are going to allow to impact us. And sometimes it's easier said than done by just saying, we'll just ignore them. Sometimes it's really tough because sometimes the people that hurt us can be doing so unwittingly. Um, for example, there are people in my life who are extraordinarily close to me, uh, who simply don't get what PTSD is. They don't understand the complexities of post-traumatic stress disorder. They don't get the hypervigilance that goes in with, uh, specifically in my, my case with having hypervigilance, uh, turned up to the, the degree that it is. Um, you know, I hear things like, we'll just stop living in the past. And, uh, and it's as though that's sage and solid advice. Um, and they say that with conviction. They say it as though that's all I need to stop doing. I, I need to do things their way and I'll be okay. 
And they're not doing so out of malicious intent. They're not doing so because they're trying to hurt my feelings. So how do you, how do we combat those things that are still uh, somewhat bullying in nature uh, because they are hurtful, they are impactful in a negative way? How do we combat those things? And I, again, I believe it comes down to how much of, of that, how much of the other person's venom we are going to allow to poison us. And, you know, I, the old adage of just ignore it and walk away, I think circumstantially there is a place for that, sure. But I think there's also a time where you kind of have to stand your ground and you have to uh, be your own advocate sometimes. And uh, boundaries is a huge thing. Now, when it comes to online, uh, that's really tough to defend against because online is such a, an, an odd thing. It's a thin layer atop of our world that sort of permeates every aspect of our life now. I mean, our bank is on our phone. You know, there are whole libraries uh, one click away on our phone. You know, encyclopedias, boom, there it is. Dictionaries, yep, there too. Uh, our entire lives can fit within the circuitry of something that we put into our pocket. And so it's really tough to sort of avoid any kind of, uh, you know, bullying or trolling as they call it online. Uh, it's tough to avoid that. So we have to find ways to be able to navigate the world knowing that's a part of it. Um, a quick anecdotal for you. Um, back in 2017, after my mother had uh, passed away um, by way of suicide, I had uh, been on this app. It's called Whisper. And basically, the concept of Whisper is if you think of Twitter in the fact that you have a set number of characters that you can use, so you can write a short little paragraph, and then there's the options for other people to come across it, and they can either like it, uh, re-whisper it, uh, or send you a direct message in relation to it. Um, so it's kind of that that setup. And the way Whisper works is it's completely anonymous. Uh, it stays within their the confines of their app and basically you can just you can write a phrase or a paragraph or something or a quote that you love and put it out into the ether and then people can comment on it and it is set to a random gener randomly generated picture um, of, uh, and you can change that too but I mean it's just set to a randomly generated picture and back in 2017 um, when I was sitting at a bar after my mother had uh, had passed away um, I, uh, I I I tweeted I, well I put one on whisper and I I, I said I don't know what to do. I'm heartbroken. My mother died by by way of suicide, and I am I'm destroyed. It was something along those lines uh, uh, that I wrote, and uh, and then I I continued drinking. I didn't really you know it's not like I was waiting for people to reply, uh, and I was you know my mind was all over the place. Um, so I kept drinking, I kept, you know, consuming beverage after beverage. And, uh, and then eventually when I pulled my phone out of my pocket again to take a look at it, I saw that I had some notifications. So I, I checked those notifications and the one notification was from whisper and I check it out. And there had been a few, uh, re whispers. There'd been a few messages and a few likes and the one, and then I, I come across this one message and it was a reply from somebody, uh, that said, something along the lines of good now she can rot in hell for her sin and uh and i i didn't really pay much attention to it i kind of flung it off uh, basically people online i i don't it, the things that people say don't really bother me especially when it's you know ad hominem attacks uh or you know hyperbolic rhetoric i don't generally get impacted by somebody who's trying to say anything bad so i i 
basically I was just like, oh, well, that person's a cunt. So fuck him or her, whoever it is. Um, and I, I just didn't really put put much thought into it. Um, but the the thing that I did put a lot of thought into over the following days after that incident was people's impulsivity to be cruel online. I mean, chances are that person never would have said that to my face if we were sitting across a table from one another. They never would have had that bravado and impulsivity to just spew that kind of language to me uh, for fear of repercussion, for fear of probably getting punched in the head. Um, and I wish I could tell you that I'm above punching somebody in the head for saying something like that. But at that time, uh, and fuck it, you know, even now, I'll let, if somebody said that to my face uh, in the way in which he, in that person did, yeah, I'd probably go to jail. I'd, I probably would. I'd like to think I wouldn't. Um, no, nah, actually, that's not true. I, I don't think I would. I think I'd want to punch him. I think I'd walk into therapy on a Monday or a Thursday and I'd be like, you know what? I really should have punched that guy in and around his dick a bunch of times to the point where he couldn't walk and then, and then, and then throat punch him fucking seven or eight times tops. I don't think that's over the, I th- probably that's the more realistic depiction of how things would go. Uh, but that's the thing about, and uh, man, I am so happy. I don't go to school now, like not college. I'm talking about like junior high, high school. I am so glad I'm not in there because these kids have to deal with so much more, uh, in, in a very unique way. You know, I'm not saying they have it worse than we did going through school. I'm not saying that our generation had it worse and so on all the way down. We all had our unique uh, challenges to face in in that aspect in that time of our lives um but i mean i didn't have to deal with the the cell phone thing i didn't have to deal with people taking pictures or you know sneaking a phone into into the gym you know locker room and taking pictures and and then promulgating that throughout the the school directory and uh i didn't i didn't have to deal with any of that stuff and uh now they do. They have to be very careful and they have to worry about all that stuff. You know, anything you say online in a group chat can be, you know, snapped and copy and paste or, you know, a little picture snap screenshot can be taken and then sent out. Uh, you know, you say you like a boy or a boy says he likes a girl and then that gets thrown out. Or if a boy opens up to his friend about being gay and for some reason that for you, there's so many things that these kids have to face that are unique to this generation. And uh, I am I, I I am so fucking happy that I don't have to go through that because I, I'm not sure that I um, that I really have the ability to uh, to to really do that uh, in in the way that these kids handle it. Um, but uh, you know, again, what do we do? Because that brings up the point: like you can't hide from the world. And this person that I'm talking about at the beginning, they can't hide from their responsibilities of school. Uh, they gotta, they basically have to face this head on. So what do we do? I mean, do we go and throw punch people? I mean, in an ideal world, sure. <laughs> Maybe not. Maybe not. But um, I mean, it brings up a good question. How do we continue down our road of recovery in the face of opposition? Because that's technically what these things are. They're little little hurdles of opposition. Because somebody who suffers with depression and anxiety and PTSD such as myself, there are things that people can say to me that really do feed into the negative monster in my head. You know, the self-loathing, 
demon that I got living in there. There are things that people can say. I mean, for example, I've, I've said a bunch of times throughout this podcast uh, since its inception that I can't fathom staying in a bed with somebody again for fear of having a nightmare and then waking that girl up or having her be awake while I have a nightmare. And then that face of obfuscation, looking at her, her face and seeing that, that level of confusion, you know, just etched into it. And then maybe the judgment that comes, what's wrong with you? Because I've heard that before. And so those things have negatively impacted me. Um, but I, I can't, I mean, I have to be able to, I mean, those things are not something that I willingly choose to do. You know, I don't choose to have nightmares. I don't choose to, to, you know, adventure sleep. That's just something that happens. It's something my body goes through and it may not be permanent. I'm, you know, there's, you know, I, there's hope that eventually those things will go away or at least at the very least, uh, change the, the frequency at which they happen. Um, so, if, and if I if I had just let, uh, specifically my ex, if I if I had just latched on to all the negative things that she said about me and about my, uh, my, my issues towards post traumatic stress disorder, and the things that she said about me physically, said that I was ugly, that I was fat, that I was, you know, of course she's sleeping with other people. My dick is tiny. Uh, you know, nobody wants to be with me because I'm I'm ugly, and you know, grotesque. Like she would just say these terrible things. Uh, you know, she would, and, and it was, it, I mean, in the moment, of course it hurt. Right. And, uh, and for a long time, it really impacted me and my confidence. Uh, well, what little confidence I ever had. I've not really been a confident person throughout my, my life, but that's a whole other thing. I'm learning though, uh, especially with the gift of sobriety, I'm learning that there are things that I need to do to navigate the world around me because there are going to be the, and I'm doing air quotes, naysayers. There are going to be people that try to bring me down. And then there's going to be people that unwittingly bring me down. You know, there are going to be people that are in my close circle that just don't get what's going on. They don't get the the issues. And so they're going to say things that feed in to the negative thoughts that I already have about myself. And then the bully of the mind is going to take over and be like, see, you are fucked up. You are an idiot. You are a loser. Look what's happening. And, and then I need to combat that. I need to be able to find ways to come out of that. And I think, I mean, I'm learning anyway that that's a necessity. I don't quite have all the tools yet to, to tell you what to do. Um, and specifically, if I was a kid in, in school having all the added complexities of being a kid on top of having mental health issues. That's, that's a whole, that's a level of bravery that I, I don't quite have. I don't think certainly not anymore. I can't fathom it. I, the thought of actually being in school right now and facing those kind of things is actually pretty terrifying uh, to me right now. So I, uh, but we do, we need to, so I think for me, the one thing I'm starting to do with how I combat some things, so the unwitting bullies, the, uh, the unwitting, I won't even call them bullies because that's sort of uh, an insult towards them. Um, the the things that can unwittingly happen, the people in your life that love you and care for you or are you know genuinely kind to you or generally kind to you, uh, that have unwitting, uh, unwitting words, or unwitting things or unwitting... Um, you know, thought modalities towards how you should be, right? Those just, just don't be sad. Uh, 
you know, go for a walk. It'll make you feel better. Uh, just stop living in the past. All those, all those things, the unwitting things where they think they're actually giving you good advice. Uh, when really all they're doing is just feeding the, uh, the negative demon in your head. Uh, for me, I have boundaries set up. Um, for example, there are people that I can talk with uh, about PTSD. There are paramedic friends that I served, that I went and, and worked with. There are military friends that I served with. There's my therapist. There's my veteran affairs caseworker. Uh, there's the the team that I'm meeting here at Brainstorm uh, that I can talk to about uh, the the complexities of post traumatic stress and that my good days and my bad days. And there's you guys, the ones listening on the other end of of, of this podcast um, and my blog. Uh, there's, there's, there's that as well. Um, but boundaries, I, I set up boundaries for the people that don't get it. The people that, that really unwittingly say the bad things. I just don't talk to them about this stuff because then if I do that, I'm setting myself up for that failure. I'm setting myself up to have somebody hurt me in that way. You know, I'm not saying keep it in and don't talk about it. I'm saying just finesse a little bit, I think. That's what I'm doing anyway. I'm not even telling anybody what to do, but for me, I'm finessing a bit. So what I mean by that is with those people, the ones that genuinely have a hard time uh, comprehending post-traumatic stress and its complexities, I just don't go to them when I'm having my issues. I don't go to, they're not my go-to when I'm having, uh, you know, an anxiety attack or uh, I've woken up from a nightmare or whatever the case may be symptomatically. Uh, I have people in place for that. So it doesn't mean that I cut people out of my life. I don't cut these other people out of my life. They're still there. I still love them. You know, I still talk to them. It's just, I don't, they're, they're not the ones, you know, there's four tires to a car. They're one tire, the other tires on the other side, but they all keep the car up. You know what I mean? Not one tire is more important than the other. They all keep the car up. So it's, it's one of those situations where, there's these people that that I have kind of in a boundary that I, I know uh, will unwittingly hurt me if I go to them for, for things. And then there's these people that I can go to and say, hey, listen, I'm, I'm really bad right now. I need some help. And, and, I, and I can safely. Now, when it comes to online trolls, uh, we don't really have the I mean, the, the luxury of boundaries, we can block them. Uh, we can delete them. We and that's, you know, those are the things that we can do. But the thing is, you've already ingested those words and you've already you've already felt the sting uh, of, of what that person has had to say. And for me, I generally don't get affected by what people say online. That's just me personally. But I know there are people that do. And uh, I think I'm trying to think of what I would do had I been or had I been affected by what people say online. I mean, I I use wit quite a bit. I, I generally like to verbally spar with people um, just because I, you know, I feel like I can hold my own when it comes to uh, either getting a point across or, or whatever. But I also, I, I have the humility in, in knowing that, you know, I'm not saying I'm right or I'm correct or I don't think in totalities basically is what I'm saying. Uh, so it's really hard for me to kind of think about what I would do. I I mean, blocking for sure. Definitely get rid of the person because they're basically a cancerous cell in your social media network. You don't need them in there. Um, but, you know, there are always going to be people who 
who come in and try to cause you harm, no matter what the setting is, whether it's <clears throat> whether it's uh, whether it's online or whether it's even the book signings. We don't know who's going to walk through the door. I don't know who's going to walk through and look at the books and maybe they pick it up and go, what's this? Oh, mental health. Oh, it's one of those like self-help fucking doohicks. Just get get a job, you know, like one of those guys. You know what I mean? Or one of the girls that come in, they're like, oh my God, they just need to get over it. You know, like stuff like that. But I don't know if those people are going to come in and if they do, you know, that might impact somebody, right? I mean, for sure, it would make me think throat punch scenario for sure. you know what I mean but we can't we can't stop those people from existing Uh, so we have to just be ready for it we have to sort of be able to say okay they're coming from a place what I consider to be ignorance right they're coming from a place of of ignorance towards that towards this situation towards this thing they're coming from a place of judgment and when you come at something from a place of judgment they're not open to criticisms or to education. So don't waste your time because it's not even worth it. If somebody comes at you with a judgment, they've already, they've already, you know, closed themselves off to anything else. So the best thing that you can do is understand that these people are going to remain that stupid until they open up their mind. So, and you know, if they're stubborn, they're going to remain that stupid for the rest of their life. So fucking forget them. They really play no part in your in your life. Uh, they they mean nothing, and the impulsivity towards cruelty on on so the social media platform, our internet age, that is something that's that's been around since the inception of the internet. I'm sure, but it's always gonna it's gonna be around as long as our technology advances. It's gonna be there because people are people. We don't play well together in the sandbox, despite our ideologies. We just don't. It's. I mean, I swear. Back, back when there was the very first caveman school, probably some kid probably hit one kid over the head and took his fucking stick. You know, there's that's probably exactly what happened. And then, you know, got on his saber tooth tiger and rode home or something. I'm pretty sure that's that's probably. I think this is why I'm not an archaeologist. That's probably exactly. Ah, <laughs> uh, bullies. Bullies are going to be around always. They're going to be in every walk of life and they are always going to be there. But uh, for me, I think the thing that is helping me now, I mean, I have a blog. I'm, I'm pretty open on my blog. I'm pretty open on this podcast. Uh, I was on online dating for a bit. I received some cruel messages on online dating. I won't lie to you uh, with relation to, you know, podcast or uh, mental health. Um, you know, I, I, I was talking to one girl and I, um, I, I, I told her that, uh, uh, just through conversation that I have a, a podcast and they're like, Oh, cool. What is it? And, uh, so I said, fine, I'm just going to give them a link to it. Um, and I never heard anything from like from them for about three or four days. And then, uh, I get a message after about three or four days and all it was, was, hi, this is not going to work. I need someone who isn't crazy. And then that was it. That was the, that was the, that was the message. Now, I just, again, that's not one of those things that re- it's not like I loved this person. It's, you know what I mean? It's online dating. I've since subsequently gotten off online dating. It's gone. I can't stand it. Not because of her, but just the whole thing. Um, 
but I mean, it's, it's, she's she made it. She came from a place of judgment, so it's not my place to try and change her mind. You know, I just I am who I am, and there are always going to be people who have their own ideas of what that is, and uh, and we're never going to be able to prevent bullies. We just can't because to prevent bullies, we're going to have to prevent people. Uh, people are the most random element there is, even though we can be pretty. Uh, you know, pretty easy to predict. Uh, we can also be extremely difficult to predict. It's it's random. We're random. There's certain things that are you know that are easy to, um, you know, to contemplate and to to kind of say, yeah, this is this is a characteristic of being human. Well, one of the characteristics of being human is the ability to be cruel, and there are going to be cruel people in this world. This world is not set up for everyone to feel the same way. It just isn't, and. Uh, when it comes to school, like I said, I'm, I'm beyond glad that I'm not in school anymore because that just brings a whole other kettle of fish. I mean, I, I think I remember when I was in school, I think I remember thinking that, I mean, that was my world. That was, it was, I, I knew that college would come after or that there was a job and then a wife and blah, blah, blah. I had this sort of ethereal idea of what came next, but I also had the fear of showing up to school the next day if I had done something stupid or if I had, you know, you know, did somebody notice my boner in class, you know, back when all that shit was going on? That's a guy problem. Girls don't have to face that one. They have their own things that they need to face, uh, which uh, I think I'll take boner over periods any day. So, um, you know, I think I lucked out on that one. But uh, that was random. Um, you know, it's tough. I, I don't I don't know. I think the best advice if I may be as so bold as to offer advice in a situation such as this, I I think the best advice is don't don't throw punch, don't do that. Uh, despite previous comments, avoid throw punch uh, at all costs. Yeah, that's that's number one. Number two, and perhaps more sincerely, um. Just understand that person doesn't matter and that if it is a person that's being purposefully mean and they are part of your life system, maybe they don't deserve to be in your life system. You know, if they're being purposefully mean and they are in your lives, they should, they should not be that way. They should not be trying to hurt you. Uh, and maybe there's a reason for it. Maybe they're hurting and this is the only way they know how to reach out. I, you know, but at the end of the day, other people's opinions are just that, opinions. It doesn't change how strong you are. It doesn't change how far you have come or how far you're going to go. People cannot stand in your way. Because it's up to us to move. We don't move because of somebody else. We move because of our own two feet. Nobody can take away our own pertinacity and obdurity. No one unless we let them. So I think the best thing to do is to have boundaries within yourself of what you will accept and what you won't accept. And in the age of online, and I'm going to, I'm going to be very immature here. In the age of online, make sure you have a bevy of quick-witted gifts available that you can disperse with at a thumb swipe 
because nothing gets the point across as a well-timed witty gif. It will take the fucking sail, the wind out of anybody's sail. Any of those nefarious troglodytes trying to troll you online, if you have that perfect gif, you know, somebody eating a bag of dicks or something like that, that will fuck them up. <laughs> so maybe have those available. Uh, yeah. Look, we're going to face hurdles. Uh, we're putting ourselves out in into the world. And I'm not saying it's right, and I'm certainly not justifying bad behavior. But what I'm saying is we're going to face them. We're going to. We are Everything in life faces op- uh, opposition. Everything. You know, there's no one thing that just that doesn't face some kind of opposition and this is no different and uh you know at that at that age of being in in school you know junior high high school uh you're going to face some really unique opposition uh because there because yeah it's going to be hard for kids to conceptualize some of the unique problems and some of the very adult problems that kids go through you know, I, I am so happy I'm not a kid nowadays. I couldn't imagine going through school now with the the current political climate the way it is with, you know, the the gender dysphoria here, the non-gender dysphoria there, the protests of adults here about dysphoria, the protests of adults here over non-dysphoria. Like, it's, it's crazy because these kids get caught up in the middle of it all. At the end of the day, they get caught up in the middle. That's the saddest part, that no matter what your political ideology is, left versus right— the 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 after effect the trickle down effect is that it lands on these on these fucking poor kids and uh and they have to face that along with the awkwardness of growing into who they're becoming that's insane to me i i don't envy that one bit um but i i will i will say this in relation to that though if this person that i've sort of ephemerally kind of uh, brought up every now and then and, and ethereally spoken about. If you're listening right now, if you're listening to this podcast and you've made it to the 30 minute mark that we're at, I want you to know that you are some kind of special, that you are incredibly brave. You are insanely talented and you are so, so deserving of a good life. The fact that you've put yourself out there for the benefit and to help others is the most amazing thing any of us can do. I said once to somebody when I when I was in the military and I was, I was having a conversation with, with a friend of mine, Colin. I've spoken about him a lot. He was a good man. I had some good heart-to-hearts with him. And uh, I said to him once that I'm not afraid of dying. I'm not afraid of dying, but I'm afraid of living a life where I've done nothing for someone else. That's what I'm petrified of. I don't know why it's built in me to want to impact somebody else so much. Maybe it's because I had help growing up. Maybe it's because I grew up hard. I grew up rough. Maybe it's because I faced some things that kids shouldn't have to face. And maybe as an adult, I saw some things that kids shouldn't have to face. And I saw some things that adults shouldn't have to face. And that because I want the world to be better, I'm willing to put myself in positions to try and help other people. Maybe that's why. I don't know. 
But you, my friend, you, my young, young friend, are everything that is right with this world. You are powerful beyond measure in your bravery. And I promise you, I promise you that you saved somebody by them hearing your story and seeing you on the news because they can in turn transpose themselves atop of your image and draw some strength from you. I promise you that. It's an incredible thing that you've done. And the fact that you survive every day amidst these crazy things in the school system and the life system and the political climate that we're in and the age of cell phones and impulsivity towards cruelty, the fact that you're still here surviving and thriving is absolutely remarkable and awe-inspiring. You, my friend, have convinced me and given me strength to get up tomorrow and go for an early morning walk because I'm drawing strength from you. And for that, I sincerely and humbly say thank you. And I also say good night. Be well, be safe, and keep talking to each other. Oh, P.S. Yeah, I'm back. Sorry. I have a little something to lead us out today, a little something special. And I'm going to play that right now, and it's in honor of this person that motivated this uh, podcast tonight. 